This is the Discuss Metal Podcast with Jeremy Dunlop of the Mosh Zone. Hosted by Dan Terry. Presented by DiscussMetal.com. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Discuss Metal Podcast. My name is Dan. I'll be your host for this evening. I'm your host pretty much any evening that you're listening to this podcast. But uh, tonight, I have a very, very special guest for you guys. It is Mr. Jeremy Dunlop of The Mosh Zone. What's going on, man? Not much, man. Not much. It's uh, I'm in the future for you. So, um, what what you are Tuesday, I am Wednesday. So you Tuesday evening, I'm Wednesday morning. So, so could I technically call you up uh, whenever there's Powerball and uh, like ask you what the winning numbers are? (laughs) Well, I mean, we 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 look at it like what Back to the Future. I mean, I don't have the sports results. Um, I could tell you that. I can tell you that, uh, you know, the world is still the same. We haven't got hoverboards yet. Um, I'm waiting for them. I'm waiting for them. Um, but, you know, it's it's quite funny. You and I are used to the, the looking at each other probably in the same time zone. Um, so, if, But you, you're used to it. I'm used to this. You know, nighttime yeah. for you, daytime for me. You can see the sunshine in the background. Yep. So, the sun's yeah. going down over here. I'm getting a little bit of light coming out of the windows, but. That's about it. It's just going to be a wood paneled dungeon for the rest of the night <laughs> for me, <laughs> which is how I like it. <laughs> That's actually the number one comment I think I get on YouTube is almost every video I post. Somebody's all like, let's talk about that wood paneling. And uh, Well, I mean, it's distinct and it doesn't change. So, hey, definitely, definitely not. Is that a Godzilla poster? Absolutely. A hundred percent. And Evil Dead. And Rather. Evil Dead. And Zaya, gotta, I mean, yeah. always, yeah, I, I don't have yeah. to explain that one, uh, no, no, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, the, the reason I wanted to have you on and I felt kind of bad because, uh, you were just recently featured on the further riff podcast. Uh, and I was also recently featured on the further riff mm-hmm. podcast and, um, and I felt kind of bad because they'd only had released part one, uh, of your conversation with them. And, uh, I remember, I remember being like, Oh my God, like, He's talking about discography discussion. We could probably just like have a chat. And then I wasn't even thinking about it. And I was like, oh no, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to totally throw this thing out there before they even have part two out. Um, but for spoilers, how, how long do you think part two is? I think part one was like three hours. I think it's probably about at least another two. Um, those, I mean, the fact that there was a toilet break in it was actually just by chance that that's caused a halfway point. Right. Um, those boys were funny, and it was a weird thing for me because they could see me, but I couldn't see them. Right. Um, so the whole time, you know, I was interacting and doing things, and they could see it, but I couldn't even tell which voice was linked to who. But um, great boys, great boys. Yeah, it was the same for me. We used Zoom. And it's funny, mm. you you beat me. I think you got a longer runtime than I did. Um, I was the reigning champion for, I think, two weeks, <laughs> something like that for, for the most long winded uh, <laughs> podcast interview of all time. I, I was telling all my friends and family about it that, you know, I, I think I, I think I won some kind of award. I think they're going to mail it to me, <laughs> you know, <laughs> something like that. But, uh, you know, I, it, it was captivating. And that, that's what I liked mm-hmm. about that part one the most is I, I was up. I was up somewhat late listening to it. I, I had to be at work in like four hours. I ended up listening to almost all of it. I think I fell asleep 
maybe I'll like, do that for people. Well, no, <laughs> I've I've been awake for quite a while. I mean, I I wake up at five o'clock in the morning, and I usually stay up until about one or two every night. You know, yeah. So Ooh. I've been running off of four hours of sleep for like the past twenty five years, <laughs> something like that. Do you, do you have a sleep in? Like, do you ever sleep in? Not since I had kids. Well, I used well, to. I mean, my wife and I. My wife and I had COVID, uh, I guess just mm, a, about, a, about three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, th- I want to say I, I, she got to sleep in. Mm-hmm. Uh, she got hit a lot harder than I did. I had like half of a vaccination in my system. I hadn't gone and gotten the other one yet. So uh, I don't think I got hit nearly as hard as she did. And so she got to sleep in like a whole bunch of times, which was super <laughs> cool. Um, but yeah, this was, uh, but no, this, this just, you started off with a conversation that was just very near and dear to my heart. And I won't, I won't spoil it for anyone because it's a good story, but they were talking, you guys were talking about podcast guests and mm. how like, you know, y- you were speaking my language a hundred percent, like with, with, with some of the stuff you're like, yeah, you know, people will say they're going to show up and, you know, you, you tell them, you know, ahead of time, what the show is, you know, what, why you're doing the show, what kind of questions that you're going to ask, you know? And, uh, and one of the things I like the most about the Mosh zone is that it's very autobiographical. It's one of those mm. like, um, kind of, kind of similarly to what we do with discography discussion. There's a certain sense that if you listen to the Mosh zone interview, you know, a lot about that band coming out of it, you know? Well, I mean, it's, it's kind of essential because as you know, also with booking guests, you're not always going to have the Corey Taylors or the James Hetfield. So you are going to have guests that people don't know. And it's essential that you take them along a ride where by the end they say, well, if I don't know the music, I certainly know this person now. So now I'll go into the music. Um, But that that stuff about guests, I mean, we were saying before we started recording, you know, it's one thing to live in the same country and organize a schedule and a time to meet up on Zoom, Skype, or even the way we're doing it. But when when I'm in a different time zone, it can be tricky to line up. And then you have people who think it's not really an issue if they cancel on you, which, to be honest, isn't always personally canceled. Sometimes people just don't answer the Zoom call or the Skype call or the phone call. They just ignore you. So you think, okay, maybe they got a bit busy. It's understandable. I'll send them a message. And then they just ghost you. They just, just ignore you. And you think, what, what, was, what was the actual point in that? Like, right. Why? Why like, waste my whole night? I can't, I can't tell you how many times I've sat down in front of my computer with a beer ready to go. You know, I got all my stuff done, you know. Maybe I even shave that day. Like, who knows? You know, like just <laughs> something, something. And, you know, and a lot of the times this is like time that I got, you know, time that I got off work, you know, mm-hmm. or um, I remember on Brutally Speaking a couple of times, I rushed home on my lunch break to, cool. to be able to do an interview, you know? And, um, you know, so you're, you're putting all this personal time and like for me in the evenings too, it's like, it's time away from my wife, time away from my kids, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. all that stuff to do the podcast. And it's like, the least you could have done was send me like a fucking message saying, Hey, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm currently, uh, you know, I, I can't make it or cause I have diarrhea or something, you know, like, Ooh. like whatever, like ma- make a, make a shitty excuse. Like, that's fine. Like, just, just let me know that I can just put my stuff away and go back upstairs and, and not worry about it. You know, 
Well, I mean, you've also got, I mean, with with a podcast like like mine, the way I do it also is I try to do my homework, um, not so much that I have tons of notes, but as in I know when an album was released, I know if they were in any other bands. So I've also done that homework. And then, as you said, there's life. So mine is always usually in the mornings. So I'm scheduling it before I, do, I go to work or once I've got home from work straight away. And like you said, it kind of throws everything in the mix and then my wife gets annoyed with it, but it's the desperation in me as a podcaster that I will then still hunt that person for a bit, but it will reach a point after maybe another one or two attempts that you just think this person's just being rude or inconsiderate or maybe, unfortunately, that's the kind of person they are. That's one thing that we forget as listeners of podcasts that they are different personalities you're dealing with. So. Some people are introverts, some people are extroverts, and that's also how things come across when you're recording a podcast, unfortunately. Yeah, totally. And there's also times where um, I, have a lot, I, have a lot of, I have a lot of respect for you and for um, John, uh, my co-host on, on Brutally Speaking, and also on Discography Discussion sometimes, and um, how you guys are able to just pro it out, you know, even if somebody's being, you know, even if somebody's being hard to deal with, your guys' dedication to just getting through it anyway, <laughs> you know, like, Ooh, this, like, like yeah. that that feeling of, uh, and it's funny because I don't possess that at all. Uh, there, there have been so many times where I'll get like fifteen minutes into an interview, and if I even catch wind that somebody doesn't want to be here, or doesn't want to talk, or 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 is just kind of generally being shitty with their answers. Um, I'll just be like, all right, cool. Thanks a lot. You know, and then just, <laughs> just cut it. Um, I had one of those, uh, in particular where I was interviewing a, a solid state band, uh, and they mm-hmm. were actually ex members of, uh, X toll. And, Ooh, um, yeah, okay. like it, the band was, uh, was called mantric and, uh, uh and yeah. this yeah. is not insulting to them. This was not, they did not have it. He, the guy did not have a shitty attitude at all. Um, mm-hmm. I did. Uh, it was one of the first time that ever happened where I was super stoked to talk about or talk to the band, but like there was some sort of mix up with the publicist. And I ended up getting a different band member than I thought Ooh. that I was going to have. Um, and it's not that like, that was a bad thing. It was just having to adjust on the fly. And there was just like a little bit of a, there was a little bit of like, I've got to throw all my interview questions out now because I had them mm-hmm. kind of, kind of more tailored to this person. And now I've just got to come up with a whole bunch. I got to pull a bunch of questions out of my ass. I think that lasted about 20 minutes because I was, uh, uh, I was, uh, I was actually at a buddy of mine's house repairing his garage. Um, okay. Yeah. His garage door. And so I did the interview like in a side room, like right off of his garage. My voice is like echoing all over the walls and stuff. And this poor guy from Norway, he's just like sitting there like, what is this guy's problem? I'm like, I'm like sweating really bad. And I like, I'm like wincing every time I hear my voice ricochet off of a wall or something, you know? And he's just, he's looking at me like, this is just a really weird, really weird American dude that I'm talking to right now. <laughs> like, He probably was probably also thinking, is this the right dude? Like, as in this guy, does this guy even think, you know, this podcast is supposed to happen, but you're right about the, the energy you can feel, before for me i usually spend about 10 minutes maybe less talking to the guests before i lead into 
actually, re- you know, recording. And you can sense straight away if that person wants this conversation or not. You can sense if they've had a bad day and you can sympathise sometimes, but the attitudes I've had from some guests um, has been shocking um, yeah. and disgusting. But I also have learnt that I don't use a lot of publicists because as an Australian podcast, I don't get offered actual podcast length interviews. So what I mean is 45 minutes minimum pushing kind of thing. I get offered, you know, for example, I recently got offered Dino on the show of Fear Factory. Oh, they nice. Said, they said Fear Factory is available for, you know, conversations. But what they do in Australia is they send out a time slot and they're 15-minute time slots and there's about six available. And yeah. I always I always say, look, I need an hour, 45 minutes minimum, and it's very hard to get it. And usually the response is you either have the 15 minutes or you, or you pass. So right. I have passed on a lot of guests because my content needs to be of length. Like I don't want to talk about your album and your album only. Like, right. That's just pointless for me anyway. No, you're not wrong. I mean, you're not wrong at all because like, it's it's one of those things where half the time you're listening to an album that, or you're talking about an album that's not even out yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. it is cool being on those email lists. I'm not going to lie. Getting to hear a record before it comes out. That's pretty cool. But mm-hmm. it's one of those things where it's like I'm talking to somebody that maybe I grew up listening to, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, and so I want to get kind of some of those nitty gritty details. And I think one of the biggest issues that the music industry has is that they kind of think that number one, they think that we don't work jobs. They think that we, they think that we're 24 hour podcasters. Um, And they think that it's like radio, that they're like radio spots. And I think that that can be really, really challenging sometimes because they don't understand why you need an hour. Well, it's because you have subscribers to your podcast that are used to hearing at the very least an hour long conversation with your guest. You know, I mean, imagine too, like 50, we've been live for 14 and a half minutes right now. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine if the interview was, this interview was over in 30 <laughs> seconds? They'd be like, what the hell, what the hell did they even talk about? <laughs> you know? Well, it is. I mean, you, you said, you know, one of the problems, as you said perfectly, is the industry. And one of the problems is the Australian side of the industry. Um, we have, and it's a pet peeve of mine, and I know, a lot of listeners won't have this pet peeve, but we have a thing in Australia where they use those 15 minutes and then publish it and call the show a podcast. Now, personally, a podcast isn't 15 minutes long. I will give you half an hour minimum, maybe, but a 15-minute soundbite of an album is not a podcast, and we have a lot of them out here. So they use these publications to their advantage. I'll give them reps for that but they're not diving deep. And the questions you're asking about an album, every guest is going to be the same in every aspect. You know, it's, you know, what's this album about? How is the recording process? Or the new cliche, which I try and avoid with my show, is the how has COVID impacted your career or impacted this process? I mean, I'm sorry, but we are reaching a point where that is becoming too Peddled out in interviews, so I try and avoid it. It can be hard. But it's the same story that. with every band, though. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. Well, well, we'd see. We were touring. We had a big tour booked, and you know it was going to mm-hmm. be big. We were going to have pyrotechnics and <laughs> and and strippers and coke and you know glitter coming down from the <laughs> ceiling, uh, and then COVID happened, and then we could we couldn't do it. 
you know, like yeah. that's, it's yeah. the whole, that that's yeah. every single COVID story. And, uh, yeah, it's more like they're just kind of setting up for commercial. And I, I definitely didn't bring you on to just bitch about how much it sucks to podcast. Cause like, no. obviously it doesn't suck. It's, we wouldn't do it if it was no, a it, miserable experience, but <laughs> it doesn't. But I also think, you know, it is an interesting side to discuss in, in short or however long before we gear into the next kind of natural progression of the conversation. But I think some people don't realize as we were talking with guests is the amount of time and energy and money that everyone puts in to make their podcast their thing. So, you know, for me, for example, I don't make any money off the podcast. Anyone that thinks you make money off a podcast is in it for the wrong fucking reason. So that's the first thing. You're not making any money. I spend money to host the podcast on certain providers. There's the first thing. I have to take the time to schedule guests. I have to take time to record guests. I have to take time to produce it, edit it, get it online. I mean, there is a lot of things that go into it, but I thoroughly enjoy it. Like I wouldn't still be doing it if I didn't enjoy it. There are some low points. You do, you know, naturally feel like you're going nowhere. You feel like no one's listening. I've had many of those moments over the, you know, we're going into three and a half years of it, but you persist with it because it doesn't matter the size of the guest in, you know, popularity that I have on, I get excited, whoever it is, that I'm speaking to them. So it makes it worthwhile. Well, that kind of leads into sort of uh, something else I was thinking too. Have you ever had to, have you ever taught, had, had to interview, not had to, but have you ever interviewed somebody where you were not a fan of the music? I've had, I've had, look, to be honest, every guest I'm very privileged to have on the show, but in the first, first 10 episodes, there were two guests or two bands that I wasn't wasn't a fan of, but um, it was all about trying to get the the ball rolling. Um, one was in Australia; both were Australian bands, actually. Um, and you don't want to say to the person, "I'm not a fan." You still treat it like you're a fan. You need to imagine that their fans are listening. So you got to be excited. Um, you can't go in with an attitude of "I hate your music." Right. Um, but I have also turned down full-length podcast opportunities for bands I just can't stand. I'm like, well, you know, there's not being a fan and there's dishating or hating. Sure, sure. Yeah. So, I mean, unfortunately, those early ones, you know, they're very good musicians, but they just weren't my cup of tea. Um, But, you know, I've been very, very privileged with who I've had on the show and what I've been able to obtain, Um, you know, it's crazy. I was thinking yesterday I went back and looked because, as you know, you forget sometimes what you've done, you know, on the show. So I went back 164 episodes. I was like, let's let's go back. Let's have a look. And I was like, shit, I can't believe I had Des of Devil Driver and Cold Chamber on the right, show. Right, yeah. <laughs> like, fuck. And I didn't have him on for 15 minutes. I had him for, I think he talked for nearly an hour and a half. Um, so that's wild. You know, things like that. When you go back and reflect, um, it gets you even more excited that you're doing what you're doing. Yeah, and I think that's it's it's hard. It's hard in the position where I'm at, where I kind of I wear two hats, right? I wear the I wear the music review. I I wear the podcast interviewer hat, and I also wear the music reviewer hat. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. there there can be times where 
one can sometimes cancel out the other, you know, in the yeah. sense of like there, I've had people, I've had people on the show that I'm like, Oh shit. I hope they don't go back and listen to the discography discussion that we did on them, you mm-hmm. know, where we just mm-hmm. took like a, just, we just took like a mean shit all over everything that they, that they did. And, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely one of those weird things where I'm always worried when I ask somebody to come on, because just because like you put out eight records and I didn't like three of them <laughs> it doesn't mean that I don't want to talk, <laughs> you know, yeah. or that I yeah. don't want to have a conversation. Uh, and so that, that's always been just one of those weird things uh, in the back of my mind. You know, um, we had a situation with a band recently where um, one of our co-hosts was like, really good friends with one of the members of the band. And then we did the episode and the person like, was like, don't ever call me, you know, ever again, <laughs> you know, it was like, Oh Ooh. shit. You know, like, um, so that well, see, I, I sympathize because, you know, part of what you do with discography discussion, um, every majority of people will already know, but the deep dive and the listening, you know, that you do for each band is extensive. Like I give credit to you, man, because I don't, I tried, as you may or may not know, I did for a while do reviews. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. You used to have like a review um, as as its own segment. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, you know, I only listened to each release three times, but that was a lot for me. Um, And I got bored of it, but also I was a bit too honest, a bit too opinionated. And I started, like you said, getting worried. So I started being concerned that if I'm going to absolutely trash this band's album, if I get offered or if I try and get them on the show, they won't be interested. And I've, I had bands message me and say, thank you for reviewing the album. We hope you listen to it again and maybe give a different review. And it yeah. was like, mm, maybe. No, sorry. <laughs> yeah, anything's mm. possible, but probably not. Yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> no. No, not not with the words I was using either. You know, if you heard the further riff, I referred to Hailstorm, but that was, you know, not a band that got back in touch with me, but there were bands like uh, Painless, you know, mm-hmm. who were formed out of Amua and Defiler, I think it was. Yeah. Something. Yeah, I think the vocalist was Defiler, but I, you know, was very honest and trashed the hell out of it, and they got in touch with me. Three of the five members got in touch with me and said, you know, would you be interested in listening to it again or could you have us on the show? And I just thought, I don't think they want to be on the show for genuine reasons. I think they want to come on and try and counter-attack me in a way. So yeah, I've kind of taken that into its own sort of, its own kind of content. My mm. policy has always kind of been that, like, if you reach out, like, because like, I've had I've had a few, obviously, with what we do, we do on discography, I've had numerous bands reach out it's actually funny because the one the one where um you know the person said don't call me ever again that's the first time I've ever had anybody react that strongly uh <laughs> most of the time I hate to say it but most of the time the bands end up being rad as hell like they're super yeah, like good. you know um I even had a guy reach out to me and he's like hey thank you so much for giving these albums a negative review because this is the way I've always felt about them personally and I was on them and you guys are the first person people that have ever just like shot straight on it and said, look, you know, this isn't, this isn't, this isn't fantastic. Um, and so my policy has always just been like, yeah, absolutely come on the show. And if you think I'm wrong, explain why, mm. you know, mm. Um, mm. 
And a couple people have taken me up on that, you know. Um, I had one, I think it was Few Left Standing, where uh, I mm-hmm. was really stoked about them because they were coming, they were going to be on Furnace Fest. They're still going to be on Furnace Fest, but it was like the previous Furnace Fest mm. uh, that ended up getting canceled and rescheduled. But uh, we did an episode on them, and uh, I think I had made a comment that like their second album, while being strong musically, sounded like sonically inferior to their previous record and uh he's like he messages me and he's like you really think the record sounds like it was recorded in a broom closet (laughs) (laughs) and it's funny i totally threw joe under the bus i go oh there's no way i said that joe joe must have said that there's no way you also your discography discussion the way that you can be creative and uh real kind of know-how descriptions of music is also what makes your show so enjoyable. You know, my reviews were reaching the point where I didn't have so many words or analogies I could keep using. I just kept feeling feeling like I was repeating myself. So it was like I'm not enjoying this element, which kind of leads to a thing of it with podcasting that, as you know, you've got to be willing to adapt and change. You've got to be willing to scrap something because, as we're saying, you've got to enjoy it. So I wasn't enjoying that. So I don't want that to feel like it's a task. So if I'm not enjoying that, remove it, focus on what I enjoy. It's, it's important. It's important. Well, one of the cool things that you do on every interview was the, is the uh, pick your poison uh, sections. (laughs) Um, And I think that's super cool. And I I know you talked about this a little bit on fur to riff. um, Whereas, you know, definitely everybody go listen to that episode because it's like going to be probably even more detailed uh, than this one. But uh, how did you come up with those questions? Because you ask everybody the same questions, but they're they're really interesting. Like I'll sit there and think about every time I listen to it to an episode, I'll I'll answer like answer the questions in my head differently, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And it's so mm-hmm. it's like was there something to those questions, or did you just write them down one day and you're like these are my these are my pick your poison questions? Well, it started out because when I was doing yeah before I got into podcasting, I was doing radio, and in radio. I was finding that when I was finishing, I was literally one of those 15-minute persons, you know, and I was having these interviews, but I was finding that there wasn't a natural way to end the interview. Otherwise, it would just end abruptly and you wouldn't have an end point. So I was creating creating little kind of pick-your-poison things in that uh, when I was doing it. And then when I started the podcast, you know, part of what I did was spend a year, give or take, of study, homework, and preparation. One thing I wanted to make sure was that there was an end to the, the chat, that you knew that if you wanted to tune out before the music played, you had something to finish one. So it was pick your poison. So what I did, and I've got the piece of paper here, what I did was I started writing out, you know, what would happen if I was given one day left and I had to choose between something. Okay. So. It went through many, this is still from three and a half years. You can see doodles on it. Oh, yeah. There's all kind of questions. That's awesome. Um, but it constantly evolves. Like I've added, I've added things in there because as you also will have noticed is some people I have on the show don't like wrestling. So they won't get wrestling pick your poisons. But sure. there's, wrestling, there's wrestling ones there in case the person likes wrestling. Um and it, it, it's always adaptable, uh, but I've got the core scribbles all over this piece of paper, and 
The thing I enjoy about it most is the genuine reactions by some guests to Pick Your Poison. Um, I just had Elias from Nonpoint on and he his reactions were golden. I mean, he felt like this was going to absolutely destroy him if he didn't answer correctly. Um, and I love that reaction. It's it's like it's genuine because, you know, personally if someone said to me you have to have a pizza or a burger right now, go, probably not the easiest thing to answer. So, of course, these aren't going to be easy. I've but changed I like my it. answer 12 times on that. It just depends yeah. on what day it is. <laughs> and when I'm listening and when I'm listening to it, I listen to I listen to most of my podcasts while I'm at work. Um, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. I feel guilty because like one of the, one of the hardest things for me is that like, I have to like, it, it's, it's a really weird combination of like, I have to make sure I listen to three albums by this band mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. But then I also want to listen to these podcasts, you know, and I want to, I want to watch my YouTube videos and I want to watch my true crime shows. And, you know, I want to do like all this, all this other shit that I do. That's like outside of me doing the podcast. But uh, yeah, I always end up listening to Mosh. So, so I listen in in, in this order uh, every week. I don't listen to episodes as soon as they post. I kind of save them up. So I'll listen mm-hmm. to I'll listen to the new Roach Coach. Yeah. Um. I'll listen to Mosh Zone. Um. And then I'll actually listen to Decibel Geek if they're talking about something that I'm super interested in. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice, yeah. And um. So it's just one of those. Yeah. And every and I'll listen to Talk to Me. Um. I kind of handpick the guests on those and. And all that, but like I listen, I, li- I like having like a almost the old school network sort of thing. But mm-hmm. I'm always listening mm-hmm. to Mosh Zone right before lunch, and so when that <laughs> when that when that pizza and burger question yeah. comes in, I'm like, hot damn! Because now I have to make that decisions. I have to, I have to decide if I want for lunch a pizza or a burger because I'm I'm a terrible person. I always order DoorDash and I shouldn't. I'm gonna go bankrupt if I keep doing that. because <laughs> um, yeah, it's so expensive wow. to have food delivered. But like I'm like shit. Do I want a pizza or a burger? Like, mm-hmm. fuck! Mm-hmm. If I get a well, pizza, I, mean, I can have I can have the other half of it the next day. Whereas a burger, I'm well, just going to eat it in three seconds. The first thing is it's an absolute, you know, makes me blush and be absolutely as an Aussie podcast to be listened to by anyone outside of my friend zone of you know couple of mates and my family. So I mean, that's a compliment unto itself that you're even consuming the content. Um, just to say that also I've had guests that have told me off air that they hate me, like not genuinely hate me, but hate me because of that segment. Um, <laughs> it's a mind uh, fuck, man. It is, <laughs> but I love it because I think people get to the end that they talk about whatever the last thing was and they think that's comfortable and you say, all right, now we're going to wrap up and they think, oh, maybe be you asking for a sound bite. Or sure, like sure, that. yeah. And then you throw them the curveball of pick your poison. Um, and yeah, they say to you off air, I hate you now. Like, how dare you make me pick between Slayer and Pantera? And you're like, well, you know, imagine. Correct imagine answer is Slayer. To. Ooh. Oh. Well, if you listen I mean, to my show, you know how I feel about Pantera. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, I mean, my feelings of Pantera were different to how when I was 18 to how I am now. Like, now. You know, it's a touchy subject with Phil and his antics. I mean, it's probably what you'd politely call it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I've noticed, I mean, as you know, when you're into podcasts, whether you're a host of, of them or you listen to them, you do notice other podcasts around, like 
you know, Roach Coach, shout out to them and the Furder Boys and these kind of things. And they're ones that you consume. But I also occasionally notice podcasts I've never heard of before. And I have noticed a few that have started up this year that have done their own pick your poison uh, in a way that they've tried to make it out not to be pick your poison, which I take as a, it's a compliment, but they wouldn't probably want to acknowledge where they probably found found it from because no other podcast I've heard has a segment like this. So no, without tooting my own horn. No, really. me neither though. Like that's, and that's, that's the cool thing though, is like finding, finding that, you know, to spend this conversation more positively, like, Finding that niche, that thing that only you do, mm. that nobody else mm. does, and even if other people do it, there's a certain way that you do it, you know. And yeah. I like with discography discussion. One of the biggest concerns I had when we first started it was like, are we? <sighs> number one, does anybody actually give a fuck what my opinion is? You know, number one. Number two, <laughs> number two, it's one of those like, uh, I just assumed when we started that there was going to be like. 18 billion other podcasts doing the exact same thing uh, that we were doing. And then as, yeah, as I went on to it, I was like, no, there's nobody that does what we do. Like, and, and it's not even like tooting my own horn, but it's like, it's true. Nobody's going to sit down and listen to every Iron Maiden album Mm. in in one week. (laughs) Like nobody's going to do that. Um, and I had COVID while I was doing it. Like, you know, Aww. I'm sitting there, I'm sitting there like, <laughs> all right, let's go power slave. Let's do it. You know, <laughs> like put it on. And I'm like writing down notes and stuff about <laughs> like on every single record. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's just finding that thing and just absolutely exploiting the hell out of it. But, yeah. I think, I think it's very important to, as you said, find your niche. I think it's important to, uh, back yourself, um, you know, as well. You, one thing I mentioned earlier is homework. So I didn't go around in a homework sense and see what was out there, but I knew just through common knowledge that there were interviews with other musicians on X, Y, and Z shows. Yeah. So I didn't didn't want to listen to them. It's like writing an album. You don't want to listen to your influences before you write the album. You know, right. you want to steer away from it. But I wanted to my thing with the Mosh Zone from the start off was I felt like as a kid when I listened to bands, I put them on a pedestal, like they were gods, no matter what, and I never felt like they were relatable. So I wanted with the Mosh Zone to show people that they are normal people, that they go through an experience like everyone can or maybe don't, and it's a behind-the-peak curtain at that person and that band, and I felt that there isn't many like that. And I d- there are some alternatives, but you got to back yourself. You think what I do makes me happy, and whether it gets out to four people or four hundred people, it doesn't matter. What I'm doing is good content. You just got to back yourself. You got to be confident. Don't be overconfident, which is also hard. But yeah, <laughs> just just you know, run with it. You know um, what you do with discography discussion. There isn't any. I haven't found them but I haven't been looking for them, but I know when I want an in-depth look into a discussion of a band's music and from a good perspective too, because your opinions are educated opinions. I go to you guys, you know, it's, you know, I'll go to the, um, the other side. Is it the other side? The one. The other side, yeah. yeah. The other side, I go to that for a fun take on slashes and serial killers. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
you you find also do listening to podcasts you'll find what you enjoy um and i used to beat myself up on content as in the quality of content and the quality of guest i don't now i just know that if i'm happy with it i'm happy it's out because some people tell you you should only have names or you should only have big content it's not like that well, how many how many people reach out to you and they're like, "Well, you should get James Hetfield on your con- on your podcast," and you're like, yeah. "Oh fuck, you know what? Hang on, I got, I got, <laughs> I got. Hold text. on, let me let me let me pull yeah. out. Okay, I got. <laughs> let's see. Let me look at look at my Rolodex. I got James Hetfield. Okay, hey James, what you you want to come on my show? You know, mm-hmm. and he goes, yeah. "Yeah, you know, uh, it's just I get it. I get it a lot because of shows like uh, Jasta and stuff. They they all they see Jasta has." I don't know, let's say they ha- he has Rob Flynn on the show. And I-, I used to get a lot of messages like, when are you going to have Rob Flynn on? I'm like, dude, I don't have the connections that Justa has. I mean, look who he is, where his standing is in the industry. Of course it's easy for him to get Rob Flynn on the show, not right. me. So if if that day comes, yes, you'll get that show. But let's just enjoy what I can get because, you know, it – it takes dedication to get these people on the show and I'm really happy with it. I hope you enjoy what you're getting. Please don't say this person's not as good as that person. Every person is valid in their position on the show. Well, yeah. And like you have somebody like Jasta where he's been in the industry. He knows everyone. He, he actually does have these people's numbers in his phone, you know? Um, Whereas guys like us, you know, the best that we can do is message their management Mm-hmm. And ask if, uh, hey, is so and so doing an interview? I mean, I've been very lucky on Discuss Metal, uh, especially. I am able to a lot of the times just get through the musician. I can't tell you mm-hmm. how many times I've gone through management and management's been like, no. And then I find mm-hmm. somebody on like Facebook or on LinkedIn. It's kind of creepy too because I think to a certain to a certain extent it is stalking. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, to a certain it, degree, it like, like looking somebody, looking somebody up online, tr- trying to find them through socials. Uh, and half the time though, I'll send them a DM and be like, Hey, I want to do a podcast with you. Um, but I don't want to promote anything. I just want to talk about like you and, and, and what your, you know, what your musical influences are and how you started and, and all this stuff or whatever. Half the time, the musicians like, hell yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I love probably my favorite ones are ones that are people that have been in the industry longer or they're in a band that maybe is not active anymore because as you said they're so excited to talk about days gone and the music they did and what they're proud of and what went wrong or anything like this but it is stalking man like i remember when i started um it was of course emailing every management and every record label that you could and you know inboxing every person that you could um you don't get a reply all the time but i remember that the wife used to look at me and just be like because i'm not on my phone all the time but i was on my phone all the time and rachel would look at me and be like what what are you doing and i'm like i'm sending email 46 for the day yeah going at it um but you know it it is it is exciting when you get a reply um doesn't matter how big the band or how small the band is when someone gets back to you it makes you excited. But I've also had, um, Matt from Shia Lude on the show. Um, I know you have as well. He's a great dude. Um, yeah. <laughs> great dude. And I remember reaching out to him and I thought, mm, don't know. 
don't know if he's into it. And I sent him a message and he said, oh, I've been listening to your show already. Yeah. Um, I, won- I wondered when you were going to reach out. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, sweet, let's <laughs> do it. Like, I mean, that's what makes it even better, you know, apart from doing it because you love it. But when you know that that person has listened to the show and they want to do the show, you know, it'd be a bit weird if they said, oh, I've heard your show. Uh, sorry, I'm busy. Yeah. Trash. Like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shit house. Damn. Like, oh, yeah. Okay. But, you know, I've, I've had that a bit lately with certain guests, you know, um, like Elias from Nonpoint. He re- he is the only podcast episode I've had where they reached out to me. He That's inboxed awesome. me. He inboxed me and said, you know, I've heard a few of your shows. Would you be interested? I was like. Uh, yeah. Ah. When do you want to do it? Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, like I know he was intent, you know, pushing what he wanted to push, but hey, he wanted to be on the show. That that has never happened in three and a half years. Yeah, we've had Rob from Nonpoint on a couple of times, um, mm. which is hilarious. Mm. The first time we had on, it turned into this like pissing contest about who knew more about thrash metal, <laughs> me or Rob. And it was it was one of those you know, like you were you were talking earlier about like you go back and you listen to things that you did years ago, and I'm like, fuck. Did I just argue with Rob Rivera for like twenty minutes about like who knows more about thrash metal to the point where we were like throwing random bands out to see if each other had heard of them before? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. like it was just it was it was surreal. Like you look back at it and you're like, that didn't happen, you know? <laughs> or like that. Uh, we had through some ridiculous series of events, we ended up pulling um, Morgan Rose from Seven Dust. Uh, Ooh, on yeah. on an episode, mm-hmm. and it's funny because mm-hmm. I listen to every single Seven Dust album, just like mm-hmm. any other episode. But um, this, this this buddy of ours uh, named Scott Bowling uh, from mm-hmm. down in Atlanta, he uh, he has a YouTube show and he interviews like ridiculously huge guests. Like he's great he's, he's got well. great people. Yeah, yeah. like Scott yeah. is honestly one of the nicest people I've ever met in my life. And um, He's like, hey, you guys should have Morgan Rose from Seven Dust on your show. And I was all like, well, you know, I don't know how to, I don't have Morgan Rose from Seven Dust number, you know? (laughs) And he's like, he's like, he's like, no, 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 I'll take care of all of it, you know? He's like, but Mm -hmm. the only catch is is you have to let me, you have to let me co host the show. And I was like, done, you know, Mm -hmm. let's do it. And, uh, and Morgan comes on there. We don't, I don't think we even talked about any of the Seven Dust albums. It was literally just him. Like he just decided to sit down and have like a three hour therapy session uh, with us. And I remember too, because I was sitting there looking at Joe the whole time being like, what the fuck is this? Like, Mm. and and I always get that little, little tinge of fear in my heart when I'm having a Mm. conversation like that, because like, I'm glad that I'm there. I'm glad that I'm Mm -hmm. hearing it. I'm glad that I'm a part of it. But at the same time, I also am like, are listeners actually going to like this? Or are they going to connect with right. this? Yeah, they they you love know. it. I mean, you one thing that you put into your show we've already talked about is the the planning and the time with the listening of the albums. Um, it's relaxed. It's not forced. I think that's something. Also, if you're doing a podcast or thinking about doing a podcast, is I had everything planned originally for the first few, and I was very rigid with what I asked. But as you know, the further you go in. I don't want to say you don't care, but you reach a point where you're just like, I know this is going to flow. The confidence will come. The structure will always be there. Um, And you have to, you know, I've interviewed people where they went so far this way and I'm like, well, actually I want you back this way. So that takes, that takes practice. You've got to practice bringing the person back where you want 
to go on that path um, because I know that, you know, it mustn't seem easy for people to have someone there to talk about what they want to talk about. And I have been starstruck so many of my early Same, conversations. Yeah. Um, the biggest one for me was I had Frankie from Amua. Yeah. I was, you know, say what you want about the music, say what you want about him, but he was actually nowhere near what people think he is. He was so nice, so relaxed, so open, um, but he wanted to go all like this and I had to try and bring him back constantly and when I got him back, he then went like that. I thought it was a bad chat, but he loved it. He shared it on his social media yeah. and I was mind blown. Like I was mind blown. Yeah, I was super jealous of that interview because I, because um, I listened to it, you know, um, and that I think that was it wasn't that much longer. I can't remember if it was before or after that John and I talked to Frankie on brutally speaking, and mm. um, he was he was just like people describe him as, <laughs> you know, the the you know uh, we only got like fifteen twenty minutes. It was a publicist thing, you know, and. Uh, mm-hmm. we, and he was like walking outside in traffic and like we could barely hear anything. Oh. And I remember asking him, I was all like, hey, um, your album Speaker for the Dead. I'm a really big fan of the book Speaker for the Dead. Uh, and he's like, oh, I've never read that book before. <laughs> and I was Ooh, like, just deadpan. I was like, oh. fuck. OK, all right. Um, and, but I remember then I then I, I ended up hearing your interview with him and I was like, God damn, why, could, why couldn't we have gotten that Frankie? You know, like, he, yeah, it's it's depends on the days. But I mean. I don't think he remembered, but I only did, I think it was under 20 interviews on radio, and he was the first big name I had on radio, and it was only a 15-minute grab, and it was for the the comeback album, if you want to call it a comeback album, when the whole band left. And yeah, and he was basically the, doing it on his own. Uh, yeah, with um, Josh Travis. Cloud guys. Yeah. Josh yeah, Travis so. from the Tony Danza Tap Dance Extravaganza. He lives yeah. by me, actually. Yeah. <gasps> oh, um, but I had him on and I thought I didn't, you know, I think at that time everyone was pushing the narrative with him on his interviews about the fact that, you know, he was having to start up again without all the members and I didn't want to push that narrative on my radio talk with him. And I don't think, I, I want to say he did remember, but I don't think he remembered, but I reached out to him based off having those, that information, contact information and said, you know, I had you on radio two years ago. Would you be interested? And he was surprisingly very, you know, relaxed and in depth. Um, but I mean, you do have guests that go off the rails too, as you know. Like um, one that I keep getting props for is the Des one. Um, yeah, that was Des, good too. Yeah, he lo- he loses the plot. If you listen to that episode, he gets real angry about the industry about two thirds of the way through, and just goes with it and it's like shit i'm on the ride now i might as well go with him hey bro so, we're playing a, we're telling a story here yeah like, come on mm. <laughs> yeah so i just strapped in and went uh well i'm not gonna get him off that mountain i'll just ride the mountain with him and let's see where he goes and um and it was a wild one um i'm still surprised uh how he went but he went so but um anyone that's listened to the further riff knows that i did have an absolute Horrific one uh, would be about three years ago, and that was Mr. Jones of Killswitch um, and Light the Torch. Uh, like, hmm, yeah, yeah. I, you know, it, it's funny, and I'm glad I'm glad you brought it up because I wasn't going to bring it up, but I, <laughs> I think that 
It's the it's the elephant in the room when well, it comes to if you've heard the further. John so. and I so John and I got Howard Jones and we had to, we had to jump through a whole bunch of hoops, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. do a, like a crazy like rain dance, you know, to get him on there. Like we had to do all this like just talking to the publicist who was like, uh, Howard doesn't really like to do interviews and John was like was coaching me the entire time. Uh, of like, you know, don't ask him this, don't ask him this. If you ask him this, he's going to say this, or if you do this, 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 this. And the entire thing just left a huge bad taste in my mouth because I, I, I remember I rushed home that this was one that I like, I was in the middle of working and John was like, Hey, we got Howard. We got him right now. He's like, mm-hmm. can you, can you be here? Uh, and I should have just said no, uh, but I, I came home anyway. Um, and this is this is a few years ago. So like I was over across the room from where I'm at now, um, up against like my windowsill with like a little a little MacBook Air and like a shitty uh, sitting on a shitty card table with a with a US <laughs> with like a USB mic. And uh, I'm like, all right, fuck, I'm all right, all right, all right, I'm ready to talk to Howard Jones right now. And um, thankfully for him, uh, my mic and and video and everything just cut the fuck out. Ooh. So I didn't even I only got to ask him one question. It's wow. not it's not his fault. Okay. It's just a it's Skype. Mm. Skype's a piece of shit. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh so John's talking to him, but I can hear him talking. I can hear what they're mm-hmm. saying. They can't hear me. And uh he just came across to me as somebody that just maybe is just too cool for being, you know. <laughs> for for being on a podcast and like that's all i'm gonna say i don't like i don't hate the dude or anything but like when you when i heard your story about how like you're like so what got you into metal and he goes oh i never said i was into heavy metal as soon as you yeah. said that as soon as you said that i go it was it was fucking howard jones like a hundred percent like i think you know like i said about you know you want as a kid well i did as a kid when i listened to bands um and i still in many sense of the way i put i put musicians of certain things who were favorites of mine on a pedestal and i went into it very excited um and there's my wife messaging yes. <laughs> howard jones uh, sounds like nickelback i love it yeah <laughs> yeah um but i was like at this stage i think i hadn't even done 10 episodes and light the torch were going around i think they just announced that that was the name of the band and i had a link with the label, they didn't warn me about anything. They just said, look, you can have an hour and it's all yours. Um, He's excited. The quote was, he's excited for this chat. And I said, oh, okay, all right. The reason I don't mind talking about this is because, like I said about Pedestal, I think the reality is that people think he's a nice guy. And to be honest, not everyone's a nice person. And quote my wife, pardon my French, he's a he really is. Like, he is the definition. The way he treated me was appalling because I'd ask a question and he'd give me a very short, no answered things. Um, like I said, you know, how did you get into heavy music? I don't, I never said I liked heavy music. Okay. Well, how did you discover music? I never said I discovered music. Okay. Yeah. Like, what the um, fuck? Like, I mean, obviously you like heavy music because you play in heavy metal bands. Was, uh, you know, yeah, you did a fucking. Dio cover. Well, yeah, and you then know. you say things. You say things like, you know, um, how did you go about, you know, training your voice to be what it is today? 
I never said I trained it. Okay, well, did you? Well, who were your influences growing up to be a singer? Never said I had influences. And you're just going, I got to do this for another fifty minutes. Like, yeah, this oh. is not like when you're not giving you anything. And I had a very similar experience with another band, um, and they're uh, so you, you've heard of the band The Chariot, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so there was a guy that was in The Chariot named Keller who. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in a new band called Holy uh, Holy Plus Gold or Holy Gold. Holy Gold, yeah. And uh, yeah. so John uh, did an interview with Keller on, um, I think it was either John's Untitled Podcast or maybe maybe we were brutally. It was before I was on the show, so it must have been it must have been John's Untitled Podcast. Uh, and so Joe and I had drove down to see Zayo um, right around the time where. Um, Holy and Gold was touring, so they happened to be on the show with Zayo. Uh, we drove down to Nashville to see him, and um, they played. They played a really cool set. I knew that John had interviewed him, and I was like, "Oh well, he might be cool uh, to pull on to discography discussion because I like their set, I like their music, and I thought it. W- I thought it was cool, you know. And uh, so I went to talk to him after the show. I was like, "Hey man, you know, um, would love to have you on our show sometime or whatever." He's like, oh, so it's like a like a metal show, and I was like, yeah, it's like metal, you know, metal, hardcore, you know, like that sort of stuff. Uh, and he's like, yeah, you know, I'm not really even really that into metal. And I'm just like, okay, okay, you just played 40 minutes of <laughs> metal. <laughs> yeah, like if you don't want to call it, if you don't want to call it metal, it's fine. But it's at least hardcore. You know what I mean? Like it was, mm-hmm. it was, it was aggressive, heavy music, is what you just played for 45 minutes on stage. You know. Uh, so like, and, and it was one of those things where I was like, okay. Um, and then he started, he started bitching about John, um, where he's like, yeah, you know, John took everything I said out of context. And I was talking to him about, uh, I was talking to him about this and, uh, you know, he just, I was so comfortable talking to him that I told him all this stuff. And then it all ended up on like uh, blabbermouth and, and, you know, all yeah. that stuff later on yeah. or whatever. And, uh, and I remember just being kind of like, okay cool and then you know so we we get back in the car and we're like driving away and joe's like so did you get did you get a date for him like for to have him on the show and i was all like no fuck that guy you know and he was all like he was like what and i was like did you know i don't want to i don't want to have you on my show if you're gonna like if you don't want to be there and you don't want to talk about metal and hardcore because i think i think in a certain sense it's it's a little insulting to people that are fans of that kind of music and dedicate our spare time to it. And like, and I'm not saying everybody has like metal. Everybody has like hardcore or whatever. Like, I'm not saying that. Like, everybody's entitled to like whatever they want to like. But you know, when you're in a band that plays that style, and a music person, you know, a podcaster or somebody approaches you and says, "Hey, I really liked your stuff" or whatever, and you just hit him with like, "Yeah, everything that you like is immature and stupid." Yeah. You know? it's- I think, you know, I think something we forget as fans of this music is um, as much as we love it, it is an underground thing. So um, talking about albums or talking to someone who's in an underground band of any heavy description, I think, I think is an amazing thing. So if someone approaches you and says, look, I want you on the podcast or I want to discuss your albums, I think most artists, 95% of the time, are excited. Unfortunately, I think some people aren't 
made for it. You know, some, like I said earlier, introverts and extroverts, I think that's one thing. I also think too many people maybe see podcasts as intuitive. You know, they think this is all about getting the thing on Lamgo or Blabbermouth or yeah, PRP, yeah. these things, because I've had conversations where the person said something that was maybe news grab worthy, but I don't. I can send that to those publications, but I like the that it's not on those publications because let's be honest, if anyone reads those publications, it is it's trash gossip, basically. They are spinning for clicks. And I don't want a podcast to be considered clickbait. I sure. want you to just enjoy it. Um, but Howard was I mean, my wife sent him an inbox. Um, I mean it was to say that she looks after me is, and backs me is an understatement. Uh, wow. I mean, she laid in on him, called him the nickelback of metal, uh, told him told him that, you know, the only reason, which she's right, the only reason he has any platform of a career is because of people like myself who support his band. So how dare he talk to someone like me like that? Or did your mum bring you up to treat people with disrespect? Um, yeah, and... I think also the thing about doing my podcast is you tend to roll over backwards sometimes for guests. You know, you tend to just think, I don't want to upset the the fruit cart here. I want to make sure that they're happy. So you sometimes forget to stand up for yourself. And in that situation, I certainly did um, because I just kept thinking, this is Howard Jones. This is Howard Jones. This is amazing. Um, But she heard the podcast and she said, no, that's, that's not acceptable. Like no one speaks with someone like that. Um, and he did. Oh, look, give him one credit. It went for an hour, and for the last ten minutes, he was actually into it. And that was only because we were talking about fishing. So right. He Great. Likes fishing. Then you know, send, tell me at the start, hey man, I really like fishing. Let's talk about that. And you'd have hmm. been like, well, it's a little unusual, but I'll, I'll make an exception for Howard Jones. You know, like it's fine. But yeah, I feel that. Do you, um, you know, with your I know you guys say on your discography discussion that you have like albums you haven't done as in like artists you haven't done. So uh, an interesting question over you is do you approach your shows in any way with a bucket list mentality? You know, do you go and say, I really want that person, then hunt that person? Or do you let it flow naturally with what's coming up? I would say as far as like bucket list, I remember thinking after we talked to Scott from Zayo for the first time that I was like, I'm done. You know, like I did all the, I, <laughs> I went and I did and I saw and I, I talked and <laughs> you know, it was a whole thing, right? Like mm-hmm. uh, I was very, very, very excited uh, to be talking to anybody from Zayo, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And as, so like after that point, it was like, okay. And, and th- this was kind of like more early days. So I was, I was initially terrified to interview people. Uh, because okay. I'm a little bit more like socially awkward or like to use your, to use what you said, kind of more of like just a normal person. Um, mm-hmm. I don't consider myself to have this big bombastic iconic personality. Uh, and so whenever it comes to like talking to people um, in an interview sense, I'm always worried that like, I don't know, like I'm just going to say something really dumb or, uh, or I'm going to come across as too much of a fanboy. And mm-hmm. and less of a, you know, or I even worry too, because I am very opinionated. So like, I sometimes worry that like, I'm going to make some sort of offhand comment 
Or um, I got really wow. close one time when John and I were interviewing Ryan from Demon Hunter, and I was like, how does it feel to be like a beginner's band? You know, Ooh. and like, Ooh. but I didn't mean Mother. it to be mean. It just, it, but it like, nah. and it's funny because nah. he, he answered it like a pro, you know, he was like, he was like, no, I think it's good. You know, like if, if we're what got somebody into heavier music, then that's awesome. You know, it was like the perfect, the dude's like nothing but class, you know, mm. but mm. it was one of those like, uh, so I, I would say as far as like bucket list, like motivation, um, I always wanted to have, so I always wanted to have, you know, somebody from Zayo. I uh, didn't care mm. who, um, Scott, uh, Scott, I love, we've had Scott on, um, spoilers i don't know if this is if if this audio interview is going to be out or not but we're going to be talking to scott about a band uh, a classic death metal band uh coming up uh on this upcoming saturday from the recording of this episode uh so um yeah i'm really excited about that but uh i remember like being super stoked we had so we had scott on to talk about neurosis for the first time and mm-hmm. that was kind of our tactic because I was so afraid of having people on for interviews, like traditional interviews that I was like, okay, well, why don't we just, why don't we just have a guest on, but just do discography discussion like normal. And just mm-hmm. the guest is just one of the hosts, <laughs> yeah. you know? And, uh, we had a little bit of success with that starting out because, you know, uh, how many bands get approached by a podcast and they're like, no, we don't want to talk about your shit. We want to talk about mm-hmm. this other band that we that I think that you like, you know. Um, Great. And yeah, yeah, and they they're like, "Fuck yeah, let's do it." You know, that that's how that's how we ended up getting some of the guests that we got early on um was was just through stuff like that. And um but I never really had if I, if I'm being totally honest, I, I never really had a plan. Everything that everything that we have gotten up to this point has been just like Joe and I sitting there talking after an episode and being like, you know, it'd be really cool if we had this person on or we got this person on. And so there there was never any type of overarching plan. Uh, and I think that sometimes people think that there is, especially especially with the main episodes, like the discography discussion episodes, even the ones that don't have guests. People are like, why did you? why did you guys wait four years to talk about Iron Maiden or why did you, you you know, like that, that should have been week one because like our very first episode was on Metallica. And the only reason it was on Metallica Mm. is because I didn't have to listen to every Metallica album to do that episode. Everybody Mm. that's into metal has listened to every Metallica album, you know? Uh, So yeah, there wasn't really, there wasn't really ever a bucket list necessarily. So in a certain sense, I just feel incredibly blessed to have gotten, some of the people that we've gotten uh, at all, <laughs> you know, or that have given yeah. us time, you know, like the very first time you see, you know, your favorite band share something that you did on their page. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a huge, uh, it's, it's a huge mental, uh, it's a huge mental boost for you, you know, <laughs> like, yes, it is. It is. It's, um, yeah, it's insane. Um, you know, mine, you know, I, I had a bucket list. I, don't, I haven't really looked at it for a long time because m- my main thing for a long time was just making sure that I was consistent with my content and I was having fun, but also, I was, you know, it's hard. It, it's ironic and hard to say it, but trying to be as professional as possible, you know, making sure that the everything looks good, you know, as you know, same logos, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. 
plus trying to learn as I go because no matter how much homework I did, I was learning as I go. Um, but one of the big ones for me is one of my all-time bands easily is Terror. Oh, yeah. And when I got Scott Vogel on, um, I tried and tried and tried and tried to get him on the show and was getting nowhere with PR and all this jazz. They were about four months away from coming to Australia. So I thought, look, I'm going to shoot him an inbox. I shot him an inbox. He's like, yeah, love to do it. Hell yeah. Bang. Yeah. That was mind-blowing. And then the band shared it was even more mind-blowing. I've screenshot it and I've kept it. Um, but when we talk about bucket lists, I don't have one now. If you look through my phone, it's just screenshots of random bands, random albums, random members from bands so that when I've got a couple recorded, I then look at the phone and go, what about person X from that band? Okay, I'll try and get someone from that band on the show. Um, and it's just trying to remember. I mean, that's the other thing. I'm. You ask my wife, I'm not very organised at all uh, probably, but I try and keep organised because sometimes you'll go through having one podcast for a week and then nothing for two weeks. But then like next week I've got three scheduled. So I need to remember that shit. So right. I can... I keep my notepad in there and that has what day, what time, who it is um, to try and remember. But bucket lists, like you also said, I'm also just entirely grateful that anyone would want to talk to a dude from Australia who's, you know, I'm not linked to a band, I'm not linked to a label, I'm just a dude in Australia. So any of these people that have given me time, uh, boys and girls, I'm immensely grateful. So Yeah, I mean, it's 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 terrifying to like starting out. And I think that's something that a lot of podcasters don't talk about is like year one, like, but you know what Mm -hmm. I'm talking about. You Mm -hmm. know how shitty year one was, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. it'd be one of those, like, I remember like we'd, we'd put an episode out and there'd be five views. Yeah. Yeah. You know, or, or (laughs) or three views. And you know, one of those was just like me, right? Like, like going to the page and clicking on it Mm -hmm. or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, and just feeling like you feeling like for the longest time, like, uh, nobody cares. Why am I doing this? And I think that that's why a lot of new podcasts tend to fizzle out after the first year, because you don't get any kind of return for it. You don't get no, you know the fame. No. You don't get the, you know, and not like, and, and that this is something that I think if anybody's listening to this, that has started a podcast in the past or like, or, or is starting one now, um, you're never going to get famous interviewing famous people. No, no, you're doing it for the wrong things. If you think that, yeah. um, like, like I said earlier, if you think you're going to make money off this, you're in, in it for the wrong reasons. Um, yeah, the first year I remember the crazy, like you're saying, the views, but I was for a while obsessed with how many listens that each show was getting. Um, and you'd see one show reach 200 and then the next show would only have 40. And you're like, where'd the other 160 fucking people go? What did I do like, wrong? Yeah. Like, well, you know, and you think this guest on this week is actually more known than the last guest. So why'd you all tune out? Like what is... So you have to, like, numbers are important in many sense, but also they're not important because I have I have had possible guests on the show and the PR people are like, what are your numbers? And I haven't replied because I'm like, if you're only giving me this guest based off numbers, 
we ain't happening. Yeah. But don't let numbers be a focus because you ask a band, are they really focused on streams? If they are, it's probably not the right thing. You know, it's it's that kind of thing, but in the podcast world, um, just just make sure you are happy with it. You know, um, a lot of my early shows I wasn't happy with. I put it out and then I'd be like, oh, shit, I actually took them down, re-edited them and then put them back up a couple of days later. But, you know, it the first year also was technology. The amount of time I used to spend editing a show was insane. I'd spend two whole afternoons, we're probably talking maybe six to eight hours in total, putting the putting the guest into the show, recording myself, editing that, putting it into the show, where now I can do it all in maybe an hour, maybe two tops. Like, it's insane. Yeah, that's, that's one of the things that I, I have to give props to Joe for is that, like, I remember there was a there was one where we we had a really big name guest on and it was t- it was a time sensitive episode it was mm-hmm. uh it was James Rolfe uh of Cinemassacre mm-hmm. um and he had attended the very first Judas Priest show on the Firepower tour and he <sighs> wanted to come on our show to talk about it and so we were like, okay, well, this is time sensitive. Like we can't put this out two weeks from now or, or whatever. It, it's got to mm-hmm. strike. It's got to strike while the iron's hot, you know? And so I sat there with Joe for probably like five hours and just watched wow. him edit the podcast. Like, mm-hmm. cause he's real meticulous, like really, really yeah. meticulous. And, yeah. um, and I don't know how he does it week after week, after week, after week, especially like, when I send him, when I send him interviews where I'm like, all right, we're going to take a pee break now, or I'm like smacking my lips real hard on the mic or, or, or whatever <laughs> it is, or, or I'm, or I'm like setting beers down real hard, you know, like mm-hmm. that. And, you know, like mm-hmm. him having to kind of like work his way around all that stuff. Um, and I think, I think that's why my perspective on it is sometimes a little bit skewed because I don't do nearly as much work as the average podcaster does. Uh, in you this, still do a lot, man. You still do a lot. Like, don't don't sell yourself short. No, I mean, it, I try to do a lot. I mean, it. Mm. You know, um, the live streaming, the Twitch streaming, the uh, always being online. I think that I think I think always being online is one of the hardest parts because I feel like because I do the least amount of work, like work work, that I always have to be omnipresent the entire time I'm alive, mm-hmm. you know? So like, mm-hmm. uh, we have a discord, we have a, like a private discord server. And I always feel like every time somebody posts in there or says something in there that I need to get in there and like respond and, and be part yeah. of it or whatever, because mm-hmm. I don't want to be Mr. Like I only check my messages on Wednesday <laughs> or, or, or whatever it was. Yeah. And, and that was easy enough to do for the first couple of years because we didn't have that many listeners. And then, you know, probably like mid 2019 or something, everything just kind of got a little bit overwhelming. Like I couldn't, I couldn't keep up with every email. I couldn't keep up with every message and, and stuff. And, um, so like through, through all of that, I've had to learn kind of a lesson in, okay, this is family time. Mm-hmm. So I have to stop, mm-hmm. you know, stop what I'm doing and do family time for whatever I'm permitted to do. You know, and my mm-hmm. wife's always been awesome. She's always been super, super supportive of what we do. Uh, we, I wouldn't have been doing this for almost four years or five, 
maybe it's going to be five years. No, it's going to be, let's see, when did we start? Like 16, so almost five years. Mm. Mm-hmm. And um, she's always been super, super supportive. So there's never been, there was one time, and I'll share this and I'll let you talk more because I, I feel like I'm talking too much. Uh, but the, uh, <laughs> no. the, uh, there was one time where we, we did a Sepultura episode. And I think it was like uh, maybe about a month later, uh, a guy messaged us on Facebook. And said, hey, um, Max Cavalera is my father-in-law. Was that Ego, was it? It wasn't. It, no, not, not what's his son's name? Alexis? Um, Zion? Yeah, 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 you keep going on. No, I don't, remember, I don't remember this guy's name, but it was, he was family with Max Cavalera. And wow. uh, he goes, hey, I listened to your Sepultura episode. And I just wanted to say thank you so much for being so like respectful to our family and you know, because there's a lot of, for whatever reason, like there's a lot of podcasts that are like shit on all all over Gloria, and you know, saying she's the wow. reason why the band broke up. Like there there are people out oh. there like that, um, and but we didn't do that. Uh, we we were just kind of stuck to the facts, the stuff mm. that we knew and the stuff that we felt like we could comment on. And uh, you know, we did that, and he uh, he was like, "Yeah, it's really great." He's like, "I let Max listen to the episode." And I was like, oh, God, like I said, all kinds of embarrassing stuff on that, like about how, like, you know, Temple Terror gets my dick hard and stuff like that. You know, like, <laughs> you know, I said that, like, that's actually something I said. And now Max is going to hear me say that. Uh, but then uh, it was like right around the time that Soulfly was putting out a new album. Uh, mm-hmm. And he messaged us and says, hey, do you guys want to talk to Max? Uh, and I was like, uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, obviously, yeah, of course. And uh, it was scheduled for the night. My wife and I were going out for our like anniversary. Ooh, okay. So I went okay. out with I went out with my wife. We mm-hmm. did our anniversary mm-hmm. dinner, mm-hmm. and then I drove all the way down to Joe's house, which is like a forty-eight minute drive. Went into the studio and we called Max Cavalera and talked to him for like twenty minutes, and that like. I guess my whole point in telling that story is that like, it's really hard to find a wife like that. That, oh, yeah, that, that is like, like gets it. I mean, I don't, I wouldn't, I'm not going to go as far as to say she was stoked about it. No, <laughs> you know, but, but I mean, what, what you've, what you've got is, is a blessing and I feel the same way. Um, you know, my wife doesn't enjoy heavy music. Um, she likes music. Um, there's occasionally a song she'll hear that she'll enjoy it, um, but my wife is the kind that will support me in if she knows it's something I want to do and it makes me happy and fulfilled, she'll support it to an extent. Um, and she is also a motivator. Um, she, yeah, I, I, I didn't really think I wanted to start doing podcasting, but I knew I wanted to do something. And when I started really looking into it she was the driving force. She was like, you know, if you're going to do this, you got to commit to it, do your homework, get the right equipment. So like for Christmas and birthdays, she was getting me a microphone or she'd get me this and that and that. So she was essential in it happening. One thing with podcasting, as, as you also know, is it tends to preoccupy your time so much that internally as a podcaster, you, you will feel guilty at times that you are spending so much time 
in your room doing X, Y, and Z for the podcast. And it's hard. I, I think sometimes uh, the reason other podcasts don't go after a while is because they don't realise how much they are putting on the back burner. And it can, unless you have that support and that love like yourself or like myself, sometimes it's not going to be possible because, you know, we built a house and, you know, I need to do landscaping with my wife for the house. And she'll say, um, she literally now says, what have you got on? And if I say I have an interview at 8 o'clock, she'll be like, I mean, can you reschedule or, you know, because I'm in many ways telling her you've got to pause because I've got to do this. And I'm not doing it to bring in money. I'm just doing it because I like talking to random people and bands. Um, It can be difficult. Um, So I'm forever grateful for her. But I think think podcasting in general, we're a weird breed. I think we're very unique. Um, I'm... Some a lot of people think I'm an extrovert, but I'm not. I'm very much like you. I'm very introverted. My wife always reminds me I'm introverted. But I think just in this environment, I become a bit extrovert. You know, I hate, I hated the idea of talking to famous people. I remember shaking. Like my leg would do that the whole time for the first few conversations. Uh, I was worried about what I was saying, what I wasn't saying. I'd come out of interviews and think, I didn't cover anything I wanted, but I've got comfortable now where if you wanted to have a chat with me somewhere out in public, I'll probably be nervous, but you want a chat like this, I'm comfortable. It's yeah. it's weird. It's a weird environment podcasting. And it isn't for everyone. It doesn't mean you can't do it. It's just there are a lot of ups and downs. It really is. Um, staying motivated for me. Um, has been probably my biggest hurdle because you do feel pretty isolated in what you're doing. Um, You're not, as we've said a million times, doing it for money, doing it for success, but you feel like, I mean, I have this year felt like I'm hitting a brick wall quite often. I feel like everything I'm doing is not going anywhere and then you have to re-motivate yourself. And not everyone can motivate themselves. It doesn't mean you're a defeatist if you can't. It's just it just takes something in you. And a lot of my motivation comes from the wife. You know, not long ago, I think it was about a month ago, I said, I'm I'm really struggling to get guests. And you know, my show is reliant on guests. And I said, I can't get any. And she said, Right, just stop. If you need to take a week off, take a week off. But then the worry for me is if I take a week off, those listeners I have will know I've taken a week off and they go, where's Jeremy? Where's the mosh zone? Yeah. Um, it's terrifying. Um, yeah. It, it is. It is. It's, it's a worrying landscape, but it's worth it. You know, it is worth it. Everything is worth it. You know, um, but I say to anyone starting a podcast, you've got to go for it. Um, do your own thing, but also be adaptable. You know, I've, my show has changed many, many times. It, the core has not changed, which is speaking to people, uh, but it has changed. And when you make a change, you need to not be afraid to make the change. But then the counter argument of that is don't be afraid to stick to what you're doing either. It's a weird thing to say, but you've got to be flexible either way. You've got to, you've got to allow your show to be your show. 
And also don't compare your show to other shows. Yeah, that was a big problem I had. I'd look at, you know, the X-Man podcast with Doc Coyle and I'd be like, oh, my God, he's doing all of this stuff and I'm not. doesn't matter. doesn't matter what he's doing. Do what you're doing. Focus on you. Yeah. Well, and that's something that I like to do too is that, like, if I see something like that and I start getting, like, in any way worried that somebody's doing something better than I'm doing it or maybe they're doing the same thing that we're doing, I don't run into it a lot. But when I do, the the first thing I always do is just reach out because mm. I'm like, you know, maybe I actually have a maybe I have something to learn from this person. If they're doing something, if they're doing something better than I'm doing it, maybe they can impart some of that knowledge onto me. And I think that was one of the the biggest reasons why I joined John's Untitled Podcast. And uh, brutally speaking, was because I was so nervous about interviewing people. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think that I could do it. I didn't think that I could have an interesting conversation with somebody about anything of substance. And so I kind of just watched John do what he did and kind of like, cause John, one of his biggest strengths is he'll attack everything from a different angle. And mm-hmm. I know sometimes mm-hmm. like people get pissed off. Cause like, I know he had, um, he had Jesse from kill switch on a yeah. while back. Yeah. And he, um, they talked about like, Everything about Jesse, but didn't talk about kill switch. Not kill switch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I know mm. that like pissed some people off or whatever. But I kind of, I kind of respected it because I was like, no, he's he's finding that other angle. He's finding that other kind of kind of piece of the conversation that he finds interesting. And so I've always kind of tried to do that. And you know, when you, when you mentioned flexibility, that's been one of the biggest things that I've struggled with on the show is flexibility. Because like when we first started, I was like. We're not going to talk about any new metal bands. You just did a new metal month. <laughs> I know we do it every month, every year now. But uh, yeah, you know, I was like, we're not going to talk about any new metal bands. And like one of our co- our first co-hosts, Josh, was like, you know, uh, when are we going to talk about Bush or talk about hey. Nirvana or talk about like these bands? And I was like, no, those aren't metal bands. <laughs> you know, the website is discussmetal.com. You know, like I would say mm-hmm. I was I was more of like a gatekeeper back then. Mm-hmm. You know, as far as like what I thought real metal was, um, and then he, four years later, like we'll do an episode, we'll do a whole month on new metal bands, or we'll do, mm-hmm. uh, we'll do, we did an episode on a rapper uh, last year, and like mm-hmm. it, it just turned into one of those things where it's like, well, we've got the name discography discussion, which doesn't inherently mean that it has to always be metal. Mm-hmm. You know, we ended up doing an episode on the Offspring, and you know, uh, a lot of different bands that don't really fit into that sort of category and that that sort of thing used to upset me i remember being terrified like when we when we uploaded our hopes fall episode uh way back in year one i was like this isn't metal people are going to be pissed you know and um that was one of the weird situations where we posted the episode and the band uh retweeted it and they they reached out to us on twitter and said hey thanks for doing this episode you know uh, it was really cool or whatever and it totally like kind of reprogrammed my brain uh, as far as like, you know what, from here on out, we're just going to talk about whatever we want and, yeah, and not worry about it. It's important. I think also what's important is, um, you know, the, we were talking about before we started going, I think sometimes people forget or don't think there is a bit of a community here. So if you're, if you've got a podcast going or if you don't have a podcast going, but you want to start a podcast, um, reaching out 
to people like ourselves or the further Rift boys, they reached out to me. I know they reached out to you. You know, it's kind of, I think we all do a podcast, but we all do something different. So it, we can help each other out to grow our confidence and grow our abilities. Like you said with John, you know, it, it can be done. I think sometimes competition, I, I know people unfortunately sometimes view it as a competition, which it's, it's not. It's not a competition. You know, if, if we were fighting over money, maybe you could say it's a competition. Maybe, yeah. But we're, we're fighting over like really, pennies, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're not. And I th- one thing I think we as a community sometimes forget, I know some people in the community forgotten because I've reached out to some podcast hosts and they weren't very, very nice, but that is what it is, is that- That sucks. Well, yeah, it is what it is. It's, it's, but one thing that we've got is that my listeners are going to also be listeners of Roach Coach, discography discussion, further riff. When you listen to a podcast, I will be very surprised to hear anyone say they only listen to one podcast by one brand or, yeah. you know, guys. It's just not a thing. You know, it's a bit different with music. You know, some people will go like, I listen to Metallica and only Metallica. Okay, that's fine. That's your thing. But podcasts, you delve in because you go here for that, then you go here for that, and you go here for that. So when we kind of work together and build each other up, like how you're learning off John, I think it just makes all the shows better and stronger. Um, I just I I get a bit sad seeing people think it's a competition. And one thing. I will say is that because of the landscape of the world, more podcasts are out there. I think that's the only thing that people now know podcasts more is because there is so many popping up left, right, and center. So, I mean, hey, that's good, I guess. Yeah, you can find a podcast or anything that you're into. And I'm into a lot of things. I don't just listen to music podcasts. You know, I listen to a lot of like true crime podcasts. I like, like watch a lot of YouTube shows too. Uh, yeah, one's called too. Down the Rabbit Hole. Uh, I listen to one. Uh, I listened to one of those episodes today. This dude does like long form documentaries, and they're just as good as like Hollywood mm-hmm. documentaries. Mm-hmm. And he just puts it up on YouTube, and I think that's awesome. That that was kind of part of our strategy earlier on was we started reaching out to YouTubers, you know, because mm-hmm. a lot of the mm-hmm. questions that I get asked whenever somebody asks asks me to be on their podcast, which doesn't happen that often. Like I said, when, when the Furter Riff guys reached out to me, I was like, I remember, I remember they reached out and they're like, Hey, uh, we really want you to come on our show and talk, you know? And I remember being like, you just had Jamie King on. That's like a way better guest, you know, like, like, like go back and go back and talk to him, you know? And, um, Do a too, yeah. Yeah. Well, I remember too. Cause, uh, he comes back. He's like, dude, we just had this awesome conversation with Jeremy from the Mosh zone. And I was like, I was like, see, dude, you, you have better guests. I like you guys let me go on and on and on and on and on and on and on forever about nothing. You well, know, like uh Well mine went on. I mean, mine's like a nearly four hour conversation with those boys. Like insane. Man. My weird thing with, with Furter Riff is I know he was like he was like, Yeah, pick uh he's like pick a a band or no, he he was oh, pick an, an album. album. Mm-hmm. And I, I tried way too hard, I think, for that like three hours or however long it was to like try to stick to that. Like I, everything that I said, I like tried tying back into it. And some of it was like really a reach, you know, like to, to, to get it to go back uh, into what the subject was. But uh, you know, it, 
yeah, as far as the whole competition thing goes, I mean, I'm I'm never worried. I want to say when I when we first started, I was like a little nervous. Um, part, I always tell the story about how I met John is that we were we were all really big fans of the uh, Talk to Me podcast mm-hmm. uh, with Joshua Toomey and he um, and and what Toomey did whenever we kind of all started kind of showing up on the scene, he'd been already doing it for a couple of years, and uh, so he was kind of like in my mind he was like this really big podcaster and i think he still is like he just got added to mm. he's like part of the official like not fest uh yeah, so that, you know yeah, all yeah. that so like he's yeah. he's definitely like still like a really big a really big name uh in this podcasting uh but we thought it was cool we asked him to be on our show and he, he agreed to it and uh after that you know we kind of just stayed in contact and when he'd get a really cool guest he'd he'd be like hey uh so and so wants to do more podcasts. Would you be? Would you guys be interested in talking to him? And I'd be like, mm-hmm. yeah. And then like, so we would post our episode with that person, and then and then John's Untitled Podcast would post mm-hmm. uh, an episode with that person. And that was the first time I was like, wait a minute, why has he got all the same guests that we have? You know, every single week or whatever. And then I reached out to John, and John was like, yeah, you know, it was, uh, it was, it was. You know, uh, he's like, it was Joshua to me. Uh, Joe's commenting on our stuff. There you go. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but he's like, yeah, to me, gave me the guest. I was like, oh, he gave me the guest too. And then John and I started talking and then we ended up, I ended up just doing the thing where I was like, I'm kind of annoyed that he has the same guest that I have or whatever. So then I was like, but this guy seems really cool. So uh, I invited him on to do a discography discussion with us. Which which you know resulted in the uh, the now infamous uh, as, as a dying, dying episode, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. where we were just we should not have been like after hour two we should have just <laughs> cut the mic and <laughs> and you know that should have been it, uh, but instead I got like real self righteous you know on it and and all that. It's a, it's a good listen, man. If anyone hasn't heard that, make sure after this you go listen to that. That's a it's a listen. People like, love it, man. Yeah. Like it, I yeah. remember being like it's a train wreck. And Joe goes, yeah, it's a train wreck because he had to edit it. He edited it, like, been, yeah, because yeah, that original chat hard. was five hours. Mm-hmm. I I don't know how, like, yeah, I don't know how he edits his stuff. I mean, side side note, before I forget, with a little behind the scenes on mine, I never used to just make any notes with conversations. Um, I used to just go and listen to the whole thing and edit where I needed to. Yeah, my little tip now is a pen and a piece of paper so as i'm going i make a note i look at the timer and i go 50 second minute static problem 48 minute you know whatever that's a little tip for anyone doing podcasts now it makes made my life so much easier um that that thing you're talking about with when you started out and that sense of um what you looked at and what you got annoyed about the only thing that gets me annoyed uh, really, I don't get jealous of any other podcasts. That's not my thing. The only thing I get annoyed with is um, I will have a chat with someone for one and a half, two hours, however long it is, and then they don't they don't care enough to share about it. That for me is the only thing that makes me think, well, you've given me two hours of your time. Like, right, right. I don't, you don't need to post it on your page, um, you know, or anything like that, but share it, do something because it's, 
it's not just me that wants it shared. Your fans will want it shared because it's your story. It's your band's story. Like, get it out. Um, and then when you see the band later down the track, like lately I've seen bands that haven't been on my show for a year and a half, suddenly they've done a podcast with XYZ and they're sharing it and posting it. And I'm like, the fuck's the difference between that and this? So, <laughs> yeah. So that's my, I don't want to talk too much negative stuff, but that is the only thing. I don't get jealous. I get jealous of the content you guys put out because it's very in-depth and I wish I could talk about an album that well, but I don't get jealous of um, other podcasts. I want more podcasts to be successful because hopefully when they search up, for example, uh, they look at yours and they go, Shadows Fall, and then they type Shadows Fall in, they might find that I had Brian on the show and then they'll get into my show. Um, It's because I have gained listeners through that. Um, had a guy who was searching around upon and burning body uh, interviews and he came across a few. Apparently he listened to, I think it was like eight of them. He listened to mine, enjoyed mine the most, and now he's an absolute rabid listener for the show. So you never how you get, know how you're going to gain fans either. That's a, another random point. Well, and I, am going, I am going like this with my points, but you know what I mean. Right. Um, All over the shop. Right. Yeah. I think that, I, I don't know. I think that like, well, to make this look kind of a little bit cheesy, uh, as far as the fans go, like the discography discussion fans, and I'm not calling them fans because I have a big head or that I think that I'm some kind of celebrity or anything like that. But like the fans of our, the thing that I love the most about our show is we retain our listener base uh, mm-hmm. in, in a really real way. Um, when somebody, I mean, like, I think, I think that the casual discography discussion or listener will listen to just episodes on bands that they like. And to be honest with you, that's perfect. That's, I think that's great. If you go through and you cherry pick, uh, which episodes or whatever, you know, a download's a download, like, you know, like it's not, um, I'm not, I'm not worried about it. Um, but the thing that I like the most about our fans and especially with the, with the, um, with the discord server that we have set up uh, and all of that, where people can like, like just talk to us anytime they want to like that. We're available uh, to have, to have conversations we can be with them uh, in real time. And even if they disagree with some of the stuff that we said, like we could talk about it, you know, like, and it, it'd be, it, it's turned into a really positive thing. Um, and I, I love, I love the discography discussion community because they're very, um, even if they don't agree with what we say, there's, there's like this, mutual respect there that um that i that i just love and and i love that like i my favorite thing to hear anytime is and and i hear it a lot is like yeah when i first started listening i um uh when when i first started listening i uh only i only cherry picked i only cherry picked a few episodes you know uh he's like but as i as i got listen as i continued listening to it or whatever i started just listening to every episode because I just enjoyed hearing what you guys had to say. And it became kind of a way for me to like get into bands that I had not heard before and, mm-hmm. and, and things like that. And, um, that always, that always just blows me away that, that somebody would care enough about what I thought to, to take a chance on something just because I said that it was good or, you yeah. know, I mean, that's, a, that's amazing. Uh, I, I know that feeling too of like 
One thing I think is funny with the Mosh Zone is we, we've got a community too, which I'm amazed about, but I'm more amazed that our community is so widespread that it's not, our, our listening base is very small in Australia and it's big everywhere else. Um, so what I get amazed by is I get inboxes from a guy from Germany or a, a lady from Canada, um, a guy from Poland or a woman from Philippines. They reach my inbox and they say, I found you because of this episode and now I've gone back and I love this, this, and this, and this. That's mind-blowing that someone in Canada is listening to my show on the regular. Like, Yeah. I mean, it's insane. Um, Aussies as well, you know, I've got a lot of Aussies as well, but the international thing for me as an Australian to see how far I can get is insane. And the fact that I've got people that are still with me since day one, like you guys have since day one, that's even even better is, you know, if you're willing to stick around and listen to me jibber-jabber um, every fucking week, uh, props to you, um, you know, it's it's invaluable to me and it just makes me if people didn't listen to your show i'd still have fun but it probably just feel like i'm just rambling in a, a room to myself with some musician on the end of the line so sure it's a bit weird and it still feels like that sometimes you know it, um, does. it does but it, does. it yeah i don't know there, there's really no other way to describe it it is it is ultimately an indescribable feeling because i i enjoy what i do even though I do deal with sometimes some of the more mental health side of it, where like I'll wake up certain mo- mornings and be like, all oh, my shit sucks, you know, <laughs> or, 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 you know, like mm-hmm. what, why does anybody even care about this? Or like, you know, the, the knee jerk reaction when you get a negative comment from a troll or, mm-hmm. or, 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 or something, something along those lines. Um, it can be, it can be a little bit scary. I know the, the scariest thing for me for the longest time was putting my face out there, you know, like, so we did, we did like three years of podcasts mm-hmm. where it's audio only. And I was, I felt really safe like that, you know, like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, I'm just going to talk. People can just imagine what I look like, you know? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then, uh, we, you know, I started realizing, and that, that that's something that I, that I, we, you know, we haven't touched on yet is how podcasting has changed just in the mm-hmm. last few years. Um, you know, and, and I'm not coming at this from any sort of like, Oh, I'm going to make it or I'm going to be famous or I'm going to do whatever. But like Joe and I established this kind of idea a long time ago that basically boils down to get paid to talk, Mm. you know, Mm -hmm. and it's not Mm. that we're doing this for the money. I wouldn't be doing a metal show for the money, money. (laughs) you know, by any stretch of the imagination. There's and don't get me wrong. We we do have a very strong Patreon, uh, you know, program, and I'm thankful to everybody that contributes to that. But it's not like. It's not like me and Joe go quit our job money, you know, like it's it, it but it, it is, it has been very gratifying seeing the show be able to pay for itself mm. uh, has, has been really nice. But um, my, my point is I, I started realizing like if I want to grow any bigger than I've grown because the podcast really took off in like 2019 mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, this is great. This is awesome. This is also as good as it's ever going to get. Uh, as far as, as, as downloads and as far as people interested. So if we're going to do this, we have to kind of start stepping our game up, you know, to a certain Mm -hmm. degree. And that's when I was like, all right, um, I'm going to start doing my interviews live, 
mm-hmm. or or I'm gonna you know I'm gonna start doing my um I'm gonna start gaming uh, on on Twitch, mm-hmm. you know, and and like as dumb as that sounds, you know, because I did find out pretty quickly that like the discography discussion fan base doesn't really kind of really doesn't give a shit like that I'm gaming, you know, but at the same uh-huh. time people will pop in and chat. They'll pop in on the chat while I'm playing um, and just, just want to chill. Mm. And so now I kind of think of it more as like, these are just my office hours. So like, if you want to chat with me or whatever, and I'm just hanging out, I'm playing a game. I'm having a good time. And if you want to talk, you want to go back and forth. So it was one of those things where I started realizing that the kind of the wave of the wave of the future is kind of like getting yourself out there on video uh, so it's like starting an starting an Instagram, starting a, a a Twitter, starting a starting a Facebook just for like this stuff. Um, and it, a lot of it seems a little bit unnecessary. Like the old man in me is like, everybody doesn't need to know what I'm doing all the time, you know. Uh, <laughs> but at the same time, like it, for whatever reason, it can still attract listeners and and stuff like that. So it's it's just been a lot of like kind of experimentation over the past year of just seeing what works, what doesn't work. It is. And you guys, I mean, you guys and, you know, yourself, definitely you're showing an adaptable approach, which, you know, I, I've looked at, um, but I haven't started yet. You know, one thing that's wild about this is um, the listeners of the Mosh Zone, you know, 164 episodes in, haven't actually seen the face of the person behind the podcast. Uh, they know my name's Jeremy, uh, Jeremy Dunlop, but nobody's actually seen the name. Oh, they're seeing uh, it the now. Face. Yeah, they're seeing it now. So you know, I've uh, that that when we were going to do this, I thought it was quite exciting because you know I thought about putting up a photo, uh, but hadn't. But the video content I've looked at. Um, I first looked at doing it. I think it was about middle of last year. Um, I um, I actually remember the episode. It was. Uh, Kevin uh, from X Suffocation now um, in a band called Afflusia or something. Afflusia, yeah. Yeah. Um, So I recorded it, but I then had so much hard time uh, trying to sync the audio up and stuff. So for me, it's going to be another level of learning which I need to put into into practice. Um, So that's why seeing what you're doing with like this and the Twitch have a lot of uh, respect for um, because I I haven't got the skills at the moment to all the technology really to be honest to get to that stage but I mean podcasting is going down this path I mean a lot of podcasts now are predominantly video based and later you have the audio you know like you do it's a, it's a it's the way to go uh, but for me I've looked at it I've thought about it I've thought about it a lot. Um, but I just haven't started it yet. And I think that's probably the old man in me that I'm happy with what I'm doing, but I need to push the boat out and I haven't quite taken that step. Um, and I need to take that step because part of the nervousness is it's a, when you're learning to do podcasting, you can make a mistake here and there and you can kind of cover it up. Yeah. Yeah. But when you're learning a new program like video editing or you're on live streaming, it's pretty hard to cover up a mistake. Um, and that just, I guess, makes me a bit nervous. Um, but I need to adapt. I need to get a better computer. I mean, there's a lot of things I need. Um, but it, I, I am looking for the Mosh Zone to start pushing down video things. But 
we know, I know things are changing because last few guests have specifically asked, which had never happened in three and a bit years, is this going to be video recorded as well? And I was like, I've, I haven't been asked that, you know, way back. But now in the last two months, everyone's asking it, is this audio and video or just video or just audio, et cetera, et cetera. So it, it, mean, it means the show needs to evolve as well. Yeah, and I'm not trying to put you on the spot or anything on that. I mean, look, look at me. Uh, earlier, we, we went live and I go, oh, shit, I forgot to hit the recorder. You know, like, <laughs> you know, but at the same time, too, like, I found that the audience kind of enjoys that stuff, you know, yeah. where it's like, dude, I'm, I'm a human being. Like, I, everything, everything that I say and do is not cut and edited to the nth degree, you know, like, like th- this is real life that we're doing out here and we're, we're talking <laughs> and we're, we're having a good time. And I think that, uh, hey, Joe's here. <laughs> he's always you wa- rang. He's always watching. <laughs> hey, he's always watching. On? What's going on, man? I am everywhere. Yes. With the guitars in the background. Too. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the studio. So if you look, if you look behind him, uh, that's where I, I normally would sit. Uh, that, that's my spot. That's, I even have the same. If you look behind him, I've got the same microphone there that ah, I yes. have here. Yes. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah. So Joe, that's Joe's got all the good stuff. We were we were just talking about editing and and video and and all that stuff. And um, but yeah, like like more 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 to your point. Uh, don't definitely don't feel like it's something that you have to be the best at right mm-hmm. out of the mm-hmm. gate. I mean, I had no idea what I was doing when I started doing all the video stuff and 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 just kind of recording myself. I mean, Joe Joe bought me like a twenty dollar camera a $20 or $30 $50 I don't know he bought me a webcam on on, on amazon.com and uh, he's like here just put this on top of your computer monitor you know and uh and and you know it'll it'll be good you know and um then he got me like a, U- a USB interface and all, all this stuff or whatever so it's it's one of those things it's like it's all a gradual process you know like I was telling you even with that with that Howard Jones interview that I did, um, yeah, I was on a card table with a with a MacBook Pro with a with a with a, a terrible USB mic, like one that's not even as good as the one that you have. Like, I mean, yeah, it was this just is my, this is my backup mic too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't great, but I think that like, I think what you're doing is awesome, and I, I think that um, you know, like you were saying, as far as like competition and stuff. I like to just think of us as all one big kind of family in that, like, you know, to, to quote Josta, you know, high tide raises all ships. So like if we're doing Uh well, consequently you're doing well, um, because I think a lot of people, you know, I've had a lot of people, you know, Oh yeah. I like listening to your show. I like listening to roach coach. Let's listen to mosh zone. I like listening to, to me, you know, like all that stuff. Like they're all kind of, we're all kind of together, even if we're not necessarily like, all working, you know, we're not all on the same payroll, you know, so to speak. We're all doing kind of the same. Is there a payroll? I don't think there's a pay. Joe, is there a payroll? Uh, I'll get back to you after the check clears. Oh, oh, that means no. That means no. <laughs> oh, and 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 fur to riff. I forgot to I forgot to mention that fur to riff. You know, I think that oh, I think riff? that yeah, I think that Michael's uh, Michael's uh, praise hands are just because Joe showed up. I'm not. Oh, it probably is. Yeah, he, he was he was getting a bit bored of our mugs, and now he sees a, a pretty one, so he's like, "Yeah, praise that. Yeah, bring that." I mean, look at you guys, right. and look at me. I mean, my God. Uh, <laughs> but 
You got a sweet Very, beard, dude. Let's be honest. I do actually. So I'm not, I'm going to be honest with you guys. Cause we're live and I, I'll, this is the perfect stuff to talk about when we're live. Um, mm-hmm. I jumped in the shower early. So like I, I got off work today at about three 30 and I, I called my wife and I go, Hey, can I get a haircut and like a beard trim or something before I, cause I got to do like, I got to do a lot. <laughs> I got to do a live thing tonight. And, uh, I don't, like I, I look kind of bad. Like I look kind of shabby. And uh she's like, Yeah, I guess that's fine or whatever. But uh I ended up not going because uh traffic was really bad and I my son had to be at like T ball and stuff tonight. So um which ended up getting canceled because there were three raindrops outside. Uh and uh <laughs> so basically I was like, Oh crap. So I like I got home. Uh my wife made dinner for the kids. We put Kids all to bed. None of them wanted to go to bed until like a half hour before we were supposed to go live, you know? And so like, I was like, oh crap. So then I, so then I messaged you on messenger and I was like, Hey, uh, I'm going to take a quick shower or whatever. So I literally (laughs) just like, I literally just doused my head and face and beard and in water so that it would look like (laughs) it would look like I fixed my hair or whatever for it. But Hey, it, it, it looks, it looks stylish. I mean, we, we've got here at the moment, um, behind the scenes is um, the wife is motivating and pushing me to start my own business um, and it's basically wouldn't be going anywhere if it wasn't for her um, and she's running around going, right, you need to do this, you need to do that. And I'm like, yeah, but I've, I've got to do this at 11.30. It's like, yeah, but you got to get this done. Oh, okay, okay. But it wouldn't, yeah, so we've got all that going on in the background so it's uh, quite nice to um, shoot the shit about um podcasting and stuff and looking at handsome faces, whether you think they've been showered, not or whatever. <laughs> uh, I mean, there, there, there's a lot of good beer. I don't know. Joe. Joe looks very well kept. Joe's so. very well. kept. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think we're going to wrap up here uh, for a third segment, but uh, I'm going to actually do our uh, second bio break. Joe loves it. When I put these in podcasts, uh, we're going to do this a is bio where the break. elevator music kicks in. We'll be back and uh, we'll be back and we will, uh, we will finish up. Jeremy, how's it going? Good. How are you? Doing pretty good. I was listening <laughs> to the Mosh Zone earlier. Dan's like, I have an interview tonight. I said, that's great. I have podcast to edit. <laughs> yeah, so how, do you, how much time do you spend editing? Uh, about as long as it takes to listen to the show. I don't know if I'm doing it right, but I've always been trying to reproduce radio, not podcasting. Because back in the day, that's basically what it was. Mm-hmm. And I've said this many times the the sound the person that i listened to the most especially back in college was leo laporte and the twit podcast network and mm-hmm. seeing him be on radio mm-hmm. seeing him be on television then having podcasts i said that just makes sense to me that podcasts should sound like radio yeah. So I don't know if I'm doing it right, but whenever Nine. we do a show, the intention is always treat it like radio. Don't treat it like a podcast. And hopefully we're doing the best we can going to tape because then you're just cleaning up the little pops and clicks you get every now and then. Dude, the approach that you've got is the approach I've got. I mean, I'm someone who came from radio, so I've, I've always looked at it as this is a long extended radio show, like basically. Um, and then, as you said, you you want to approach recording to make it easy on yourself. I mean, you're as a fan of your show, I know your production background and stuff. So 
you know that whatever you're recording, whether it's a voice or an instrument, you want to put in the file that is not going to need 4 million bits of fixing. You want to try and minimalize that. Um, I'm just, the amount that you guys on your show do, I'm surprised you haven't got four weeks worth of editing. I mean, it's all just him. It's not, it's not <laughs> us. It's not us. Like I, I, I send him the files and then I'm like, good luck. And he's like, I hate you so much right now. Oh, <laughs> well, there was God. that one time you sent me the files and you said, I don't know if we can use this. And I said, have you listened to it? It's not the worst thing you've ever sent me, and I made that work. So why don't you let me make the decision? <laughs> well, you're gonna you're gonna love you're gonna love tonight because uh, my 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 original setup for Reaper for what I used to record these uh, mm. it was lost. I deleted the original template, so I just started a new one tonight. So it should be kind of interesting. Like Joe could tell me right now why I'm hearing an echo in my headphones, but I live just, with it. I've been putting up with it. I've been putting up with it all night. Well, as long as you guys can't hear it, then it doesn't matter. No, I'm not hearing it. That's I'll let you know movie. later if I can hear it. Then you'll have to go back and redo the show. That's fine. I'll just go <laughs> All back. All of it. I'll and just you go better back and say the same thing next time that you said tonight. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Well, and mm. you know, I, I think that, you know, the, the, I, I enjoy stuff like this so much because it's so, it's so much better to talk to a fellow podcaster sometimes than a musician because there's no mm. nervousness. Like I can, I can throw something out at you and you're like, yep, been there. <laughs> you know, mm. uh, like a hundred times. Uh, I mean, we, we spent probably the first 30 minutes, Joe, I don't know if you were watching about, uh, about how like, you know, people that just won't show up for an interview or, um, and I remember too, like back in the old days, like I'd, I'd drive all the way down to Joe's house and we'd be sitting there <laughs> waiting for the interview only to realize that it was not coming. And so we just drank a couple beers, ate some food. And that was the night. <laughs> That's back yeah. when we didn't have 200 episodes under our belt, so we could still pull bands out of the pocket and say, well, why don't we talk about this one? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's got weird. I mean, I've got the, the difference of the time zone. So, you know, you go to all that effort of figuring out their time zone, your time zone, what time will suit, their, their days are not working, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and they've said this time, and then you go to call them, and you're just like looking at your phone going, okay, right. Send them a message. They don't answer. You know, it's weird. Um, but I mean, you get to 160 something episodes, and I'm not that bothered now. It is annoying. Like I was saying to Dan before we started recording, 20 odd interviews this year have fallen through, um, which is like, I mean, I go through periods. Your show is very different because you just need yourselves and, and power, basically, to get a show going. Um, if I need that person. Firepower. Man of War. Um, I want Man of War on the show. Anyone that knows Man of War, I want Man of War on the show. I'll let um, you know if, if I get, you know, some kind of connection. But, um, yeah, lots of money. Yeah, but my, my thing is I, I kind of need those 20 guests because I reach periods of scheduling where I'm like, fuck, I've got nothing for in two weeks' time. Um, so this is what been, yeah, I, I was nervous. Um, Mr. King will attest to that. I was texting, uh, messaging him beforehand. The only reason I'm nervous is because I'm never on the other side of this, apart from the further roof, um, never on the other side of this mic. So, you know, I'm doing a lot more talking than probably I'm used to doing, but you, you guys are, uh, you know, for me as a big fan of the show, this is, uh, mind blowing. 
we're we're chatty. Yeah, <laughs> it just. I love it. Yeah, I love it. I love being chatty, and I. Uh, oh, he is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. But uh, I do think that hitting the two hour mark, I think, uh, I think, I think, I think that's pretty good. But uh, you know, there's something I something I throw out, man. If you if there's a band, if you go back and look at all of our two hundred whatever episode, I don't even know what episode number we're on at this point. It's just after two hundred, I just kind of lost track. But um, really, yeah. I'll be on to. But, uh, I've got I Joe knows he's got a spreadsheet. You know, um, I just pick all the band. I mean, I don't pick all the bands, but I pick a lot of the bands, and uh, the listeners actually pick most of the bands now, uh, which well, is I was why. Just- I was just listening to the Maylene episode because I hadn't listened to that. Oh, nice. Um, you're on 224. 224. We've got a yeah. whole bu- we got a whole bunch that I think we already have done that, you know. Joe That's Joe and I might actually get Maybe. to take a vacation for the first time in 4 years. Uh hey, just because we've done, oh, done he's got to do all the editing. No. Yeah. No. Exactly. No. I'm going <laughs> to Let me rephrase that. I'm going to take a vacation. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then Joe's going to be like, how'd you like your vacation, fucker? You know, like, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that's usually, that's usually how that goes down. But, uh, but Jeremy, thanks so much, man, for coming on and and, and just shooting the shit with us. Cause I mean, uh, it's, I, it's always an honor to talk to a fellow podcaster. And like I said, I've been, I've been listening to your stuff for, for quite a while and I was completely blown away when I heard the, the further riff, uh, podcast and, you you just straight up you're like yeah I really like discography discussion and I like what these guys do and all that and um you know it's 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 always it's always a it's still to this day is still a kind of a weird experience for me whenever you know I think about because there was there was a time I think last year where I was gonna reach out and be like hey we should do a chat or whatever but then I was like ah he's not gonna know who we are and then just kind of moved on from it um and uh, you know uh to to hear something like that it was just it was just it was cool and it was it was gratifying and i appreciate that i appreciate that you like the show and and i like your show and i think that uh you know yeah man pick a band pick a band out of our 200 whatever episodes that we haven't talked about and we'll all sit down and talk about it we'll go round dude, table um, dude it to to say i'm a fan would be an understatement you know before i started the show i was listening to a few shows heavily and discography discussion was in the top three of those the other one one of the others was roach coach the other one was x-man podcast um you, you guys are just one of those shows i go to you know and i'm so into it that as i said i was just listening to maylene because sometimes i miss episodes because you know there'll be a week where i don't listen to a show at all but then i'll go on and i'll go Oh shit! Haven't heard that yet. So to be talking to you guys, shooting the shit, has been an honor for me um, as a podcaster, as a podcast fan, as an Aussie as well. It's, a, it's an honor. Um, always down to do more shit with you boys. Um, you're good looking, uh, Joe especially. I'm sorry, Danny. Hundred percent. No, it's the fine. honor is all ours. <laughs> Dude, if Jeff, if Jeff was here, you'd be all like, hey, "Oh my all. god." Yeah, <laughs> the wife's probably watching this, saying, oh, "Jeremy's slutting it out again." Jeff was our but, sex uh, appeal. Well, I mean, hey, yeah. hey, it's yeah. not like Ferdinand where you're talking about sucking people off. So you know, it's no, you can't help it with a Ferdinand voice. Yeah, we, we got just, a lot of we got a lot of good yeah. Christian people listening to our show. You know, so we gotta we gotta keep it under wraps. You know, a little bit here. Um, but no, this is, this has been a blast, guys. Um, but yeah, let's let's stay in touch. Let's not be strangers, and let's do more shit. Like, anytime. Hundred percent, and we're clear. The black broadcast is over. 
I'll let you have the final word. I don't ever let anyone do that. Uh, I'm pretty sure Jeff had the final word. Yeah, I think I think the hey y'all hey, did y'all. end up on the, on the screen. <laughs> hey, y'all. This has been the Discuss Metal Podcast with Jeremy Dunlop of the Mosh Zone. Presented by DiscussMetal.com.